The Denver Broncos defensive line has added depth this year and a lot of inexperienced depth at that. How might that impact the Denver Broncos coming into the 2021 NFL season? We continue our position preview series ahead of training camp in just two weeks' time on the defensive line. From the South Stands to the end zone, we break it down all on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Very excited to be back with you here for another episode. Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team Every day, I'm Cody Rourke, host of the show, director of video content at Pro Football Network and Broncos analyst for the Lockdown NFL Network. I also produce written content for 9news.com covering the Denver Broncos. But ladies and gentlemen, very excited to continue our position preview series heading into training camp. Yesterday's episode of the show, we took a look at the Broncos inside linebacker position. This week is defensive focused. We reviewed the offensive side of the ball a couple of weeks ago, so make sure you go on back to Lockdown Broncos. If you're able to miss those episodes, you can catch all the action here on YouTube. Lockdown Broncos, make sure you hit that subscribe button, you like the video, and you comment for the algorithm, not to mention you get this podcast in audio format on your favorite audio podcasting platform. Platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. But ladies and gentlemen, let's waste no time. Let's get to the action on today's episode of the show. Hope you are well in Broncos country. Taking a look at the overview for the defensive line room last year. Really, Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell, Draymond Jones are the key players that we really want to focus on this year when we talk about coming into this upcoming season. Last year, Shelby Harris, his impact on the Broncos defensive line was astronomical. And look, look, you can take a look at Shelby's statistical output. He missed a lot of games due to COVID and obviously a knee injury down the stretch of the 2020 NFL season. But at the beginning part of the season, when he was healthy before he had contracted COVID, he was a force. I mean, he was commanding double teams from the guard center, guard tackle. He was just creating more opportunities for guys like Malik Reed and Bradley Chubb on the outside. He made everybody's job easier. He was an impact player. That's obviously why George Payton decided to come in and sign into a contract extension. Well-deserved for Shelby, by the way, who, if you know his story, navigated from team to team, was getting cut, and then found his home in Denver. Maintained a couple of one-year contracts, getting picked up year in, year out, but now he has a little bit of long-term solidarity for he and his family here in Denver, and it was one of the first moves that George Payton took care of during NFL free agency. So Shelby Hurst is back. Mike Purcell last season had a three-year contract extension added. Unfortunately, had a Liz Frank foot injury that forced him out for the remainder of the season. He had surgery, and he was just easing his way into mandatory minicamp. He should be fully ready to go uh, at the start of training camp here in just a couple weeks at the UCL Training Center. Draymond Jones, obviously, in line to now start for the Denver Broncos. So those are the three key players we'd really focus our overview on last year. The Broncos, their sack total, I think, with Draymond Jones, despite the fact he was in a rotation role, was damn near exciting to be able to see. Now, maybe we can project for him this upcoming season. But key addition to the Broncos' defensive line room with Coach Kalar, one of the funniest and most intense defensive line coaches in the National Football League. You can hear him on the television broadcast. If you've ever had the opportunity to sit out there on the berm during training camp practice, you get to hear him. He's the loudest guy. Despite if there is music playing, you could still hear him over the music. And you can see why that Broncos D-line room 
They're nasty, they're aggressive, and they like competition because they have a coach who embraces that, who embodies that the way that he coaches. I love that about Coach Kalar. But taking a look at some key additions this offseason for the Broncos, Shamar Steven, a veteran defensive lineman coming over from the Minnesota Vikings, some ties now to George Payton, can fit within the 3-4 scheme. He's played in a lot of 4-3 schemes, but says that he can transition to 3-4 with no problem. We'll be able to see that at training camp, also preseason. But he's more of a veteran option there that I feel like will contribute behind a guy like Mike Purcell. So you can rotate different guys. He's going to have the same role as a one-tech or in a two-eye or a three-tech from time to time, but primarily on that interior. Mike Purcell is a true nose tackle, but now you're going to have Shamar Steven, I think, behind him as one of those other veteran, big, solidified, beefy guys on the defensive line. Jonathan Cooper, obviously one of the Broncos' draft picks, was found out that he had that heart condition that he had an operation on during rookie minicamp. He missed that. He missed mandatory minicamp. He was there in person, but not able to participate in the physical components of that. There's some optimism that he should be able to go for training camp. He still has to sign, I believe, his contract. I don't believe that he signed his rookie contract just yet so that's the expectation there Marquis Spencer another draft selection for the Broncos at the defensive end position will have an opportunity to come into training camp and preseason and be able to work now we take a look at the key departures for the Denver Broncos this past offseason I think Demarcus Walker probably a bigger loss than most people will give credit to now we know his story that when he was drafted by the Broncos he changed positions and Vance Joseph forced him to move to outside linebacker and that actually impacted I think the trajectory of his career at the start of things. And Vic Fangio luckily came in, moved him back to the defensive line position where Coach Kalar was able to work with him a little bit more exclusively than the outside linebacker coach did. He was able to put on some muscle, put on some weight, and then he was able to carry it over. He wasn't necessarily a starter for the Broncos, was never really in contention to start for Denver, but he was a quality defensive line rotational piece, and we saw that. I mean, when he had an opportunity, when he was healthy, he and Draymond Jones were super exciting to watch because they would come in and it would seem like the Broncos' defensive line would not miss a single beat as to what they were trying to do in terms of the pressure they were creating against the run. And obviously there's some storylines we're going to get into a little bit later on as the show progresses about the Broncos defensive line and the depth and maybe how some of the inexperience could be a question mark and maybe it influences the way that the Broncos decide to go ultimately here this upcoming season, whether it be personnel packages, goal line rotations, so on and so forth. We're going to go into every little bit nook and cranny angle that you can think of when it comes to the defensive line. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to take a look at the Broncos training camp roster, the defensive line position. We take a look at the DNs. We take a look at the defensive tackles, the interior guys. We project maybe the active roster, the practice squad, and then a little bit later on, we're going to have storylines. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, betonline.ag. And betonline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. With the NFL season approaching us, you get all the latest news, odds, and info, and all your sporting needs at betonline.ag, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game essentially as the NFL season approaches us. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Taking a look at the Broncos roster heading into training camp. 90 players going to be vying for an opportunity to make the 53-man roster. The Broncos defensive line room, usually a room that I think you now have to consider. You have to have a lot of depth. And I think that for the Broncos in 2020, they were decimated with injuries. We had some guys that stepped up and they became household names in just a season due to injuries. Now, I think the biggest blow last year for the Broncos 
losing Mike Purcell. Before Mike Purcell went down with his Liz Frank injury, the Broncos were one of the top five rushing defenses in the NFL. They were doing really good. And when he went out, there was a noticeable drop-off in terms of their ranking and their ability to stop the run. There were a couple of games where teams had 200 yards rushing against them. The Los Angeles Chargers and the Broncos, 21-point comeback win. They drew lock to K.J. Hamler. That was a game the Broncos gave up over 200 yards rushing, and they didn't even have Austin Eckler in that game. So that was concerning for the Broncos. So you're, you saw a lot of young guys getting into the rotation a little bit. You had to figure out, as a Broncos defensive side of the ball, how they could maybe nullify the loss of Mike Purcell because it was actually bigger than most had expected because he is such an anchor and he's a force to he, – not only can he get off the ball quickly, but he strikes, he attacks, and he gets interior gap penetration, which is something that you need. Now, what does that mean necessarily when it comes to quarterback pressure? Well, you can see guys like Aaron Donald who have that quick step, create the interior gap penetration, and then pressure the quarterback – Purcell at times did pressure the QB, but more than likely the thing I think that he stood out the most in terms of the Broncos rushing defense, he would create that interior gap penetration and it would focus to where the running back had nowhere to go. And so he'd have to try to bounce it elsewhere. And if other guys are doing their job, the DN, the backside outside backer, the inside backer, or a trailing defensive back, those guys made up and they obviously had tackles behind the line of scrimmage, tackles for loss. That's where Mike Purcell's impact came in. And when you have a healthy Mike Purcell, you have a Shelby Harris and a Draymond Jones. Now it's just super exciting to think about. So let's take a look at defensive end. Shelby Harris, we talked about him, contract extension. He's ready to go. Draymond Jones, the anticipated starter here in 2021 for the Broncos. Really, I go back to the draft in 2019. I felt like Draymond Jones was the steal of that draft. And what we've seen from him in the last two seasons, in his rotational role, he has contributed in a big way. What will that production look like when he's a full-time starter? That, to me, is the most intriguing part that I'm looking forward to seeing in training camp and the NFL preseason. Now we go to Marquis Spencer, one of the Broncos draft picks. Now, I don't necessarily have too much of an idea or understanding about how Spencer will be for the Broncos this upcoming season, whether or not he'll be on the active roster, whether he'll be a practice squad, whether he'll even be on the roster considering where he was taken. But the Broncos, you do need more depth at the defensive end position. You need guys that can maybe develop a little bit into that. And Jonathan Cooper out of Ohio State, very intriguing to me because he has the opportunity, in my opinion, to play defensive end. And he also has the opportunity to play some outside linebacker for the team. So he maybe can contribute in a couple of those facets there. Obviously, continuing to monitor his heart condition. But Cooper, in my opinion, was an exciting player to watch at Ohio State. He's athletic. He's versatile. He's got a quick first step. And he's deceptive. He's got really good hands to be able to shuck and jive against offensive linemen or tackles or offensive linemen that are going to shoot their hands. He can knock them down and use his leverage. I think that he's going to get a lot of benefit out of working in that room with Shelby Harris, with uh, you know guys like Draymond Jones, and even some Von Miller. I mean, these pass rushers will work with the interior defensive line and defensive ends. And Von Miller is going to give these guys tips because any kind of element you need as a pass rush, you're going to have that on the interior D line. You're going to have it at the D end. You're going to have it at outside backer. So Von Miller will be helpful in that regard there alongside Coach Collar and his teachings. The interior defensive line, Mike Purcell, Deshaun Williams. I mean, and let's talk about Deshaun Williams, a player who's been on the Broncos training camp roster for the last couple of seasons, has gotten cut last year. He finally got his opportunity to make an impact, had a very strong training camp. No preseason, but was able to make the active roster and provided value in a rotational role, specifically when the Broncos had some injuries, too, to Mike Purcell. Deshaun Williams really stepped in. When Shelby Harris was out, Deshaun Williams stepped up in a big way for the Broncos, whether he played inside that three-tech, he played sometimes in a four-eye inside the tackle or playing on that defensive interior. He made the most of those opportunities. He's been working extremely hard this offseason and is expecting for himself 
another big year and a chance to make the active roster once again. I know that Vic Fangio, Coach Kalar, they view him highly, but when you have a room that has so much competition, nothing can be handed to you, even if you're well-liked, unless you are a solidified starter like Shelby, Purcell, and Draymond Jones. Deshaun Williams still has to prove, uh, again, once again for the second consecutive year, that he deserves to be on the active roster, which I think that he does, and I'm hopeful that he can make the roster again this upcoming season. Now let's get to McTelvin Ajim, one of the Broncos draft picks in the 2020 NFL draft. I like McTelvin Ajim. Now there's some things in his game where he can probably refine a little bit, and that's just going to come with more time, more time in the weight room, more time on the practice field, getting reps, and specifically this year when you get that 11-on-11, you get the first team, second team, third team defense, and you get a variety of those different rotations, which Ajim will see first team reps, second team reps, and third team reps because the Broncos believe in getting as many reps as possible maximizing opportunities. Ajim is strong. He, you know, that's that's an area that I think is beneficial. His first move off the line of scrimmage, he's got a really quick get off, but I think it's just about working on his pass rush moves, right? He can make initial contact, but after you make contact, what are you going to do that's going to separate yourself from being able to create pressure or obviously get stonewalled by an offensive lineman? That's an area that I think he still has to continue to work on and improve. He's going to do that. I do expect big things from Sosa. And look, Draymond Jones even said that McTelvin Ajim is one of those players nobody's talking enough about, so we're going to talk about him. We're going to keep our eyes on Sosa during training camp practice at the UC Health Training Center. Now let's get to Jonathan Harris, another depth option for the Broncos, has been on the roster, has been on the practice squad. He's going to get another opportunity in training camp, and maybe this is the year that Jonathan Harris has a similar type of trajectory or path that we saw with Deshaun Williams last season. Maybe he goes from practice squad to active roster. We'll have to see. Isaiah Mack, another depth option for the Broncos on that defensive line, Dayon Sizer. And then Shamar Steven, who in my opinion, Shamar Steven is probably the one we need to talk a little bit more about, a free agency acquisition, obviously, with George Payton, former ties to the Minnesota Vikings. We talked about him. We talked about how maybe he could be that guy behind Mike Purcell, being that plug-and-place role as a defensive tackle. I'm excited to be able to see what he can do. I haven't watched a lot of tape on him. There's not much in terms of sample size, in terms of starting reps, but for him and Vic Fangio's defense, we always tend to find in Vic's defenses historically, going back to Chicago, going back to San Francisco, even at Stanford and now in Denver, that he can maximize the most out of the defensive line that whatever team he coaches on has. And he can turn maybe some guys that are maybe unknowns, maybe into some household names. So maybe Shamar Steven will become a household name for the Broncos here in 2021. Very excited to be able to see about that, but let's get into our roster projections. The active roster for me right now, just on paper, and this is subject to change. Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell, Deshaun Williams, McTelvin Ajim, Shamar Steven, and Jonathan Cooper, I feel like will be players that do make the active roster here. Now, in terms of the practice squad, I do believe that maybe Marquise Spencer will end up on the practice squad. With the active depth that I just counted right there, maybe Jonathan Harris can also be on the practice squad. Once again, he doesn't have many reps. He doesn't have any uh, in-game seasons. He's also under that threshold of nine total games, so he should be able to be a practice squad eligible player. Uh, but Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell, Deshaun Williams, McTelvin Ajim, Shamar Steven, Jonathan Cooper, that's seven players right there, Broncos country, that I think that's good enough depth. Right, because when you factor in these positions, you have three and three down linemen and a three-four defensive scheme. You need to have three guys behind those for depth options. You need to have an additional guy. So it makes sense that maybe seven players of what the Broncos will carry on the active roster, plus one player on the practice squad, or maybe two players on the practice squad. We'll have to see how guys like Dayon Sizer, Isaiah Mack, and Jonathan Harris do against each other in training camp competition and also in the preseason. But that shapes out what the Broncos training camp roster at the defensive line will look like. And coming up here in just a moment, Broncos country, 
We're going to talk about some of the defensive line storylines that we're looking at specifically for the interior defensive line position, defensive end, so on and so forth. But before we do that, I have to tell you about one of the other sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's a good friends over there at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that is out there on the market. And I love Built Bar because the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. My personal favorite, peanut butter brownie. I also like cookies and cream, which is in the new rotation that they have there. And they have the occasional limited time flavor. They have a flavor for everybody at Built.com. And not only are Built Bars great tasting, they're also healthy for you. They contain 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. That is the best bang for your buck, Broncos country. And if you haven't tried Built Bar today, I encourage you to do so. And you can get a special offer. If you go to Built.com, when you go to checkout, make sure that you use promo code LOCK15. That's going to take 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCK15 is going to get you 15% off your next order at Built Bar. As we jump into the fourth quarter action of today's episode of the show, just a reminder, Broncos country, if you love this show, if you love the vibe that we have going on here, we interact with Broncos country. We cover everything from an objective point of view. If you love Lockdown Broncos, make sure right now, if you're not already subscribed, you hit that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button here on the YouTube channel and comment. Engage with me in the comment section. I will respond to you. I love interacting with everybody in Broncos country, and I want to build a very strong and tight-knit community here on YouTube, Lockdown Broncos, also on your favorite audio podcasting platform. If you're listening to this and you're missing out on the action on the video side of things, like I said, YouTube, subscribe Lockdown Broncos. But with that said, let's get into our defensive line storylines approaching the 2021 NFL season. These are storylines that, in my head, I want to see. These are the questions that I have. And if you have any questions, make sure that you comment down below or tweet me on Twitter at Cody York NFL, at Lockdown Broncos. But the first storyline I'm taking a look at, how big of an impact will Draymond Jones have as a starter last year for him to be able to have as many sacks as he did in just a limited sample size, not even starting to this really being in a rotational role and also dealing with a little bit of a knee injury that held him out of action. He returned against the Kansas city chiefs and had some impact plays against Patrick Mahomes in both matchups against the chiefs. He's a guy that is strong. He's fast. He's physical. And he doesn't give us about the Broncos quarterback competition. It was one of my favorite things of this offseason, hearing him have to say that. But Draymond Jones, in my opinion, I think for him, being a solidified starter, he's now worked his way up into this role. Vic Fangio recognizes that, and he's going to be in a force there. Because when you factor in Shelby Harris on the opposite side of him, and you have Draymond Jones, two players who are very strong. I mean, we talk about upper body strength in the shoulders and also great leverage with their legs, leg strength. These are two players who are very, very hard to deal with if you're an offensive lineman because the lower man wins. They have the ability from being obviously in a three-point stance to be able to shoot up, get underneath the chest plate, of an offensive lineman, work their hands. Depends on the angle and the leverage they have to attack, depending on the play and their alignment. If he's inside, obviously, how do you leverage to keep your outside hand free? How do you also prevent yourself from getting sucked on the inside and then having the outside, the running back get to the outside? That's where your, you know, your other guys have to do their job. But as a defensive end, you have to maintain the perfect balance between being aggressive and not being too aggressive to the point where you get sucked inside and teams start running to the outside where you're supposed to be in terms of your run responsibility and run fits. That's going to be very important. But Draymond Jones has been able to been utilized on these different stunts, twist packages, um, tackle and twist, being able to extend leverage outside and using both his combination of size and speed. I think to make a little bit of an impact and to make quarterbacks get that ball to their hands a little bit quicker. We saw it against the Las Vegas Raiders in that week 17 regular season finale game last season. Now the Broncos, they have a full on slate of games. going to be a tough schedule, some really good tests, but an opportunity for the Broncos, in my opinion, on paper to get off to a fast start this season. Draymond Jones, in my opinion, his impact will be monumental. He's going to be the next big time player 
on the Broncos defense. That's my bold projection right now as it stands here in the preseason. The other storyline, the other question I have, do the Broncos have another impact nose tackle behind Mike Purcell? This is where we were talking about guys like Shamar Stevens. Can Deshaun Williams, can McTelvin can these players step into that role, right? Because when we talk about Mike Purcell, I don't think that you want to have him in on every single play, right? You want to have him in on first down. You want to have him in on rushing downs, but you don't want to have him in the entire time on a drive where, you know, let's say that the offense starts out on the 10 yard line and they march all the way down there in the red zone. You don't want to have him on the field. You want to be able to maximize what Mike Purcell can do, what he's really great at and what benefits the Broncos defense as a whole, which I think is in rushing situations. Absolutely. In the goal line, you want a guy like Purcell because he's an anchor, he's strong, and he's going to command some attention of center guards, center tackles, guard tackles, whatever it may be fullbacks if they use them tight ends if they're going to crash down really hard it really depends on where Mike Purcell's lined up but primarily we'll see him lined up on the interior so we won't see too much of time on the outside working against guys that are going to try to crash down on him but more than likely you're going to see tackles guards try to step down on him especially if they have polling plays there's a lot of different things offensive line play trench warfare is such a beautiful thing to watch but I think Shamar Steven is going to be the player I've got my eye on behind Mike Purcell in case something were to happen to Mike, or I think he's going to be a solid depth piece when Mike Purcell's not on the field, Shamar Steven can maybe have that same value. We'll have to see about that. And another one is which player will have the impact role that Draymond Jones had in 2020 as a rotational piece? This is where I'm looking at maybe a guy like Jonathan Cooper. I still think there's a lot of questions, obviously, surrounding his heart condition. I think that is great. Obviously, that's what the procedure was for, was to correct that. And he shouldn't have any issues, but it's something that until we have more information on, we'll have to just be kind of as is with that. So maybe, maybe Jonathan Cooper could be that. I think still Deshaun Williams is probably going to be that player that has the impact and that Draymond Jones had last season is going to be to the magnitude that Draymond did. Probably not, but I imagine we're going to see Deshaun Williams make some big time plays for the Broncos when they need it. And our final one of the day is can the Broncos have a top ranked rushing defense? I think the answer is yes. If, Everybody can stay healthy. And, and look, what happens with a rushing defense is not just the defensive line. That's a big part of it. Having a healthy defensive line is great. Having healthy inside backers behind him is great. And having healthy edge rushers is another factor there. So Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, just imagine if those guys stay healthy all year. Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell, if those guys stay healthy all year. And then you add in Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell. I mean, that is a really tough front seven to deal with, in, in my opinion. Who are you going to stop? I mean, because I think the Broncos, they will maintain the, the combination of edge discipline and also being able to fill gaps. If those interior defensive linemen can win a lot of their one-on-ones or fight through some double teams, it's going to be hard, in my opinion, right now on paper to run against this Broncos defense. I would be shocked. I think that the Broncos are in line on paper right now to have one of the best defenses in the NFL in 2021. Broncos country, do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Let me know in the comment section down below. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss here on Lockdown Broncos. But ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude today's episode of the show. Once again, Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in to Lockdown Broncos. I hope that you make this podcast your daily go-to in season and all year long. If you're a brand new listener to the show, welcome on in. If you're a returning listener, I appreciate you as always. Get into the conversation in the comment section down below. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like the video, comment for the algorithm, and hit that follow or subscribe button in your favorite audio podcasting platform. But with that said, we will be back for another episode of the show tomorrow as we continue our position preview series. We're taking a look at the Broncos, edge rushers, and all the storylines that accompany Von Miller in his final season with Denver on contract. Can he get another contract? Bradley Chubb in a big-time year. What about the players behind Chubb, Miller, and Malik Reed? We break it all down on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Broncos. Looking forward to talking with you then. Until then, Broncos country, I'm Cody Ward, host of the show. We'll see you next time.